One of my earliest mentors um, was a man uh, named John F. Dixon. And um, I had the great fortune of meeting him while I attended uh, the New York College of Technology in 2011, 2012. And um, at the time I was studying marketing and the college itself really didn't lend itself to marketing. It was more of a STEM type of college right, as the name implies, right, technology being at the forefront. They had a great robotics program, I believe, and one of the best industry programs um, in the city or state. So, you know, I knew what it was good at and stuck to that. So marketing really wasn't a focus. So because of that, the program was really small in terms of its faculty. And Dixon was the guy that, you know, was there for decades. And if you studied comms or marketing you took his classes a couple times right he taught multiple courses and you know that's where we met that's where we met and you know I, I think I was at the time I wasn't as developed as I am now obviously and I'm still learning and still um, going through my own personal development professional development journey but I, I do remember being very um, interested in what he was teaching you know, marketing, market research, and learning about the world. And um, one of the early stories that he told us as a class that really inspired me was one of his um, first jobs was at Ebony Magazine, and he was um, the director of marketing. Now, the story behind that was they didn't have a director of marketing at the time. So Dr. John F. Dixon wanted to make a a statement for himself in the marketing world he went to them with the director of marketing description which he created and said hey um, I think you guys need a director of marketing um, and, and I like to be that person and I guess after some negotiations and deliberation he was ultimately granted that role most of his job was just going around and, and going to dinners you know on a company's dime and he said it respectfully and he just had a good time. He won a company, a lot of business and relationships. So, you know, all of it was was not for naught. It was, it was it was actually ROI positive. And the beautiful thing about that story was, you know, he didn't wait for opportunity to come to him. He created opportunity. You know, that little piece, you know, going to them with a description and, and selling himself within that description just stuck out to me. And um, I, I remember speaking to him more and more about that. You know, just listening, 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 listening. And not too long thereafter, um, City Tech had a newspaper, New Tech Times, great newspaper. And, but, but at the time, no one read it. You know, the, the paper would sit in front of the elevator and in front of the entrance of the college and, um, you know, if you looked at the, the, the bottom of the stack, you'll see a newspaper from the year prior. You know, I'm talking about something like that. And taking Dixon's model or framework, um, I went to the New Tech Times and I said, hey, uh, do you guys have a director of marketing? You know, I see that not as many people are reading the newspaper, I'm sure, like they used to. You know, maybe you can use a position like this. And they said, no, we don't have one. And I said, oh. <laughs> reached into my my bag and I pulled out a description and say hey I think I can you know be your director marketer I think I'll do a good job of increasing visibility um, and just really getting the paper into the hands of the people that would love to read it and 
we spoke for some time and I think within that same day they said sure we'd love to bring you on to start tomorrow right I said wow you know how great a thing is for, for, for one story to inspire someone to make an immediate change in their life and went on to work for the newspaper and had an amazing time fast forward a year or so later on in Babrook College there's an organization called PRSSA, Public Relations Student Society of America. It's part of a larger organization, which is called PRSA, Public Relations Society of America, which I ultimately ran uh, digital comms for, but that's another story, how everything's so interconnected. But um, I went to them, the people that ran PRSSA, and at the time, for the Brute chapter, they had a uh, director of PR. And uh, <laughs> so, so it became very, dicey because marketing and PR sometimes they overlap but I went to them I said do you guys have a, a director of marketing and they said no and I said oh well I got a description and said uh, I think I can I, I can achieve this for you you know I think I can really help to bolster uh, the club and get a greater visibility and build partnerships with other clubs and um, maybe even create an agency and get us some real money and just really turn this thing around and we talked about it talked about it talked about it. I think this took a little bit longer but ultimately it worked out right it became its first director of marketing and a big part of this however is that at the newspaper I actually followed through on all my promises right circulation increased visibility um, we actually started uh, 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 selling ad space to companies which is something they never did so he was actually getting real revenue on top of our budget something they've never even thought of, which we did. And um, I actually went out to different companies and different clubs and, and made it happen. So really turned it around, brought some real money in. So in getting this newer opportunity, I was banking on a lot of those results that I was able to um, uh, get while at the newspaper. So again, just I guess raveling all that up, it's, it, it was just from that one story that Dr. Dixon taught me or shared with me, um, it was able to open up doors of opportunity that I didn't think um, were possible. You know, we all look at things very linear. We're all in kind of a matrix on how things are supposed to go, right? We have these shoulds. And he taught me, no, if you, if there's an opportunity in a marketplace and you have the skills to service it, go for it. You know, you can be anything you want to be. And, and, and that's a lesson that he taught me so early on. And, um, you know, we went on to do other work as well. Um, he was actually the person that helped me organize my first workshop, right? In class, I used to always preach about financial literacy and how important it is for African-Americans and people from marginalized communities. I'm like 18 at the time. And he said, hey, you know, I work with a club, international business organization. Um, why don't I connect you with the president? I founded the club a few decades ago. They're still very active. Why don't I connect you with the current president? And maybe we can do a workshop. and." Immediately, I want to say no, right? Who am I, 18 years old, to talk to people about finance, right? City Tech is a, it's a senior college, but there's a lot of adults or returning students to go there. So who am I to talk to adults about finances as a kid? They'll call me out. I'll look like a fool. These are thoughts that in microseconds passed in my mind as he asked me, would he like to, would I like to be connected to this person? But ultimately, um, I said yes, right? 
And I've come to learn that. Sometimes you just got to say yes and deal with the how later on. So he pushed me, you know, into um, a place where I was able to see myself in a better light. You know, I used to watch um, the Discovery Channel a lot growing up. And you see these um, clips where, you know, the eagle will have a nest on top of a mountain or on a jagged, on top of a jagged um, hill. And at a certain age, you know, the, the baby eagle's got to go take flight, right? They can't just sit in the nest forever. And I think if my, if my memory serves me right, the, the, the mother eagle actually pushed them out of the nest and, and they'll have to fly up and figure it out or fall to their death. And um, that's what Dixon did for me. You know, he really pushed me. Uh, to be more than I am. As far as my ambition were to, to go, he was able to be there for me and, and, and coach me through it. And not only coach me with good words, but coach me with opportunity f to prove to myself that I can do the things that I thought I was capable of doing. So whether it's through finding opportunity and creating it, not waiting for it, whether it was due thought leadership, speaking in front of crowds about a topic that I was very passionate about, right? the self-belief that I could be a, a voice for something that I thought was important, or even, I think sometime around before I transferred out, we did, I was a part of the honors program, and if you're a part of the honors program, you can um, take on what's called an honors project for honors credit. Who knows where the honors credit went? <laughs> but um, we did one on Iceland where we just broke down, it was called Understanding Iceland, or it had a better name, but it, it broke down it's like market research project on Iceland. We broke it down from its history, population, economy, imports, exports, and really just broke it down and also examined some opportunities for greater business development. We also did another honors project on um, symbolism and how it's used in the 21st century, how it's used in advertising. And Iceland was the first project. And I remember, again, he taught at City Tech for about 20, about maybe 34 years at that point. He was one of the oldest faculty there. and he. You know, after we finished the project, all the kids went down to the gymnasium. It was kind of like a science convention, right? Everyone had these big posters with pictures of their assignments or their research papers on it. And, you know, I'm there, I'm taking it in. I guess he's taking it in. And I feel a tap on my shoulder. And he says, Troy, this is great. You know, I've worked here for 30, 40 years, and no one's ever asked me to do an honors project. Thank you. So I was very fortunate to been able to give him that opportunity and I'm very fortunate to have to have had him um, to kind of guide me to that point right because that was the result of him helping to build my self-esteem and seeing what I could be right you know that's so important to mentors early on and he was definitely that for me you know now nowadays we see a lot of these DNI conversations good they're, they're spurring and they're they're, they're taking um, a greater stage so you know in hindsight what a great thing to see a, a man that looked like me who made something of his life who was somebody a lot of that created the confidence that I have today so um, I was very fortunate very blessed to have him as a mentor um, he helped me see in me things that I only thought was possible but he helped me prove it and that's the difference so I'm very fortunate for him. So this is my ode to Dr. John F. Dixon.
Um, thank you so much for your mentorship. It really helped me become the man I am today.